2: There's joy in every journey.
3: Top Shelf Sports Talk. You're hanging out in the sports bar with Danger and
1: Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 957 FM and AM950, The Fan Rochester. Hey, welcome back into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia Buffalo Bills training camp live from St. John Fisher University. And with a recap of day two practice here on the field, we welcome in from the DNC. Sal Mayorana here in the Sports Bar with Danger and Patek. How many camps has this been, or have you just stopped
0: counting by this?
3: <laughs> um, I think this is, well, 34th year full-time for the DNC, but I date back to college at Fredonia. and work for the AP, so I'm guessing this is about 41 or 42. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, got, you
1: got a couple on Catalana. Catalana, I think, is at 35. Is that what he yeah. said yesterday?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, Counting the time here in the DNC, he's got me by one year. Actually. Oh, okay. but I go back further because I was working for AP as a stringer in college, and then even after college. So I was at uh, camp. I just missed Niagara. Niagara was 1980. They started over at Fredonia then. Mm-hmm. I think my first camp was '82. Irvin Parker was my first one-on-one
1: bills. interview. I love this Irvin hey, Park. Who is that? I never he was a
3: linebacker. He played maybe a couple years for the
1: bills. Yeah. Who was our guy? The first that we did on our show, was it, uh, it was the wide receiver, right? Was it Andre Holmes? I think it was our yes, first interview. Yes. Andre Holmes, <laughs> our first year here at campus. He would a have show. been about
3: my 4,100th yeah. interview, but,
1: <laughs> um, Sal, it's great having you on here and we bring up the experience because obviously the league has changed. Everything keeps evolving. Do you think camp setup now is better than it was back then? Do you think that the, that puts the team in a better position given the way that the league has changed and mandated all these different? Well,
3: changes? obviously it's it's vastly different for the players. I mean, back in the day when they were doing two days in pads, yeah, that wasn't great for players. Um, so this is way better for them. But look, they you know back then these teams didn't do two months of OTAs and minicamps and all that nonsense. They were gone end of the season whenever their season ended until they would have a rookie minicamp after the draft and then. A, mandatory veteran minicamp. That was it. These guys were nowhere around the facility unless they chose to be. So this is way different. These guys are in the building so much more, so you don't need to do as much you know, prep work here. They've got the offense and defense all, you know, they know what it is. Now they just got to install what they want to do. So yeah, it's much different for them.
0: Sal, we're still talking about Stefan Diggs and his presser, and you've been to how many of those. What did you make of Diggs speaking with the media?
3: Yeah, I thought he was um, – I, I thought he was honest. I, I, don't, I didn't get the sense that he was just blowing smoke to get it over with and get us off back. I think he said some things that were pretty interesting. And, you know, again, I, I go back to he should have just done this, whatever, June 15th, whatever the day was. Just do it then. And it would have saved six weeks of people still wondering, oh, I'm looking forward to camp. And is he going to show It was just kind of dumb. I, you know, I, he, he didn't really explain why he didn't do that. But I thought a lot of the things he said made sense. And you know, if you can believe him, and I tend to think I'm going to believe him, that there is no you know, acrimony in the room with him and, him and Allen, then I think he did a good job
1: yesterday. Sal, through two practices, we've seen Sean McDermott now calling the plays on defense on the sideline while the defense is out there, but also mixing it up. Just how different do you think this Bills defense is going to look Without Leslie Frazier, with Sean McDermott taking direct control?
3: Yeah, I mean, let's remember, it was still Sean McDermott's defense. He came here as a defensive coordinator from the Eagles. It was his system they were installing, but obviously Leslie had a lot of different wrinkles, did some of the things his way. So I think some of the concepts will change. I think, um, and I I don't know for sure, but I think they're going to be a little bit more aggressive. And that doesn't mean constant blitzing. That's not what I mean. I think they're going to take maybe a few more chances, maybe do a couple different things personnel-wise. Um, you know, one of the things everyone's talking about is because Edmonds is not here. You know, maybe you're going to see Taylor wrap a little bit on the field with Milano, like almost like a six-one-four or four-one-six, with Milano being the only true linebacker. I think you might see some of that. Um, I think they will be a little bit more aggressive blitzing. I mean, Leslie didn't like to blitz. He started doing it in the second half of the year because they kind of had to. Their pass rush just wasn't effective after Miller went out. But I think you might see some of that. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, it's his defense. And now he's going to kind of want to call it, you know. He couldn't call it on game day. He was busy on game day. Now he's got more of a more control, I think.
0: Yeah, and with that though, you're also the head coach. Uh, so Ken Dorsey speaking this morning, and I'm, does he have more pressure on him than ever here, Sal? Because McDermott's your eye is going to be on other things here. Yeah,
3: I mean, I think I think McDermott in the past has done a good job of delegating. So I think Dable was kind of on his own, and I think you know Dorsey last year. He had some help. Joe Brady's a good coach, good quarterbacks coach. Um, so I think he had help last year. But, yeah, he's going to kind of fly without without an umbrella a little bit or without a net underneath him a little bit this year because McDermott is going to be busier, you know, with the defense. But it's also his second year, and I think Dorsey, I think he knows what he's doing. People might say he didn't know what he was doing last year. Look at the numbers. The numbers were still pretty good. So, I yeah, I think he'll have a little bit more autonomy because – Sean will be over with the defense.
1: Sal Mayorana joining us here in the Sports Bar, Democrat and Chronicle, uh, through two days of practice, Sal. For somebody that might come in and check out practice tomorrow and really have a, a keen eye on the camp battles, what have you seen so far out of the middle linebacker position, out of corner two? Is there anything that's caught your eye uh, taken in practice?
3: No, not yet. It's early. They're really not doing much. You know, There's no pads on, obviously. Um, it's a little bit early to start making judgments on who's winning position battles right now. Um, but the ones you mentioned are clearly the most interesting going on. I mean, they've got to figure out who's going to play middle linebacker, even if they do what I just said and maybe not use a true middle linebacker all the time. Someone's got to play that position. And then the corner is really interesting. I mean, I mean, Kyrie Elam is supposed to be taking charge of that job, and he still isn't in year two. They're, they're rotating those guys constantly. So I'm looking for him to – he's got to make a step up here. He's a first-round pick. they got to stop missing on They haven't missed too many on first round, but second-round picks – and they gotta start hitting on these yeah. guys. Elam's gotta be one of those guys they hit on.
0: Yeah, I, three guys I wanna ask you about coming back from injury, and they're all on the defensive side. So Micah Hyde we haven't seen. I guess we'll learn more about that. Your early impressions of Tradavius White and your thoughts, can he get back to being Trey guy? I don't think he was quite there last year and then what do you do with Von Miller? I mean, if it's up to him, I would get the impression he'd be out there week one. But would it be more prudent just to say, you know what, let's, let's wait till later in the season?
3: Yeah, I think uh, on Tredavious White, I think he's going to be back to normal. I think he's got well, he's 18 months now since he got hurt, since he had the surgery. And, he, you know, he, was, he came on at the end of last year. He was getting close. So with the whole off season now to continue getting stronger and, you know, the OTAs, I think he'll be fine. He's still a terrific player. Von Miller, I would slow play it. I mean, I know he wants to get out there, and I've heard through the grapevine that his recovery has gone better than Trey White's. Like, he is definitely ahead of the pace that Trey White was on. They got hurt the same day, one year apart. So if you measure that, Trey White literally was a year to the day by the time he got into a game. I think you're going to see Miller way before that. But if the Bills were smart, I mean, if there's any trepidation, I would put him on PUP and let him sit the first four weeks. And then go full bore. That's what I would do. But Bob Miller is going to want to be lobbying to get out there, and ultimately they might just cave in and say, "Your body, you know what you're doing." He's already gone through it once, so he knows how to how to recover and how to how to do it. So I, it's hard to call right now. But I would sit him for four
1: weeks. Sal, do you think they did enough in the off season to to cover that gap where Miller might sit with Leonard Floyd coming in with, you know, the the, the deal that that they handed out to Ed Oliver? They did do enough on the defensive line here. To cover for Miller's absence. Yeah,
3: they've they definitely made some changes on the D line. I like, uh, love, in fact, Leonard Floyd's. On. When they got him, that's a bargain. Yeah, that guy is going to come in, and he, if Vaughn Miller is not there for the week, for the first few weeks, he's going to be your best pass rusher. I mean, Greg Rousseau is a good player. Leonard Floyd's done it for a while. He's a he's an established, effective pass rusher. So that was a great signing. I think Rousseau will come on. I mean, he to me, he's been okay. Another first round guy. Now he's in his third year. Elam's only his second year. is going into his third year. He needs to be more of an impact player. So they need him to do that. And then Epinesa and Basham, I don't know what you do. They just, I don't think it's ever going to happen for those two. Epinesa's last year. I even put him on the bubble. I mean in one of the columns I wrote, I said he's a possible bubble guy. Um so we'll see. And then on the inside, Puna Ford, I love that signing. Yeah. That was one of those under the radar that, wow, that guy was available, you know, and that was a good signing. So I like that. At um, Oliver, we'll see. I mean, I was all for letting him walk, and they gave him the extension. So there's another first-round pick who has not achieved that first-round status. So he needs to do it.
0: Yeah, I think we just kind of have to hit the pause button every once in a while. Just like yeah, Puna Ford or Flo- you're getting these guys market value or below market. It's how the world has changed. In order to get players to come to Buffalo, like Mario Williams or whoever, you had to pay above and beyond to get guys to yep, come here.
3: Things have changed. They're now an elite, uh, elite, but they're an upper echelon team in a Super Bowl window. So teams do want to, or players do want to come here. And I think the Bills have started to forge a reputation that they take care of their guys. I, mean, I think this is a good organization um, and how they treat the players. Um, I think that gets, you know, word gets around. There's enough movement in the league now where a lot of players see various places. And you start getting a reputation, and I think the Bills have one, and they have a good one of taking care of their guys. So, you know, And it's also one-year deals. I mean, they're signing a lot of guys on one-year deals, so dudes aren't coming in for a four-year commitment to Buffalo. They're coming in for a year. If it works out, great. If they keep them, Great. Or they can move on and get their next contract. So it's a, you know, it's a good little situation for
1: both sides. Sal on the offensive side of the ball, uh, different weapons for Josh Allen, Dalton Kincaid, uh, Deontay Hardy. The absence of Naeem Hines. I- I'm just curious as to how you see all it all shaking out, specifically with Hines being gone, Hardy potentially stepping up. He's small. I mean, when you see him on the field, as a like, 5'6", and he's, he looks small, yeah. but, but speedy, quick, obviously, and can get separation. How do you think this all plays out? Does it benefit Josh Allen? Does he have the weapons that he needs on the offensive side of the ball?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, we'll, we'll have to see. I, one guy that I think is, is going to have a nice year is Gabe Davis. I, I truly believe, you know, and he was just over there a little while ago, and he was very good, and he was honest, too. And he said that, an, that, injury, that ankle injury that in week one that he had really, not only did it bother him, but it bothered him mentally. Like, he was having a tough time overcoming it. and I think that was largely why he had a bit of a struggle. He had good numbers, but there was a lot of inconsistency. I think he's going to bounce back and have a really good year. I'm I'm pretty confident. Contract year, so he's got something to prove. So I'm looking for him to make a big step up. And then Hardy's really interesting. I mean, I think he's going to be (laughs) – too bad Dable's not here. Because Dable could have had a ball with that guy. All the different gadgets he could do. I think they're going to find a way to get him involved a lot. Hines – look, Naeem Hines was a nice player – but what did he do on offense? I mean, he was here for, what, eight or nine weeks? And they never even got him involved at all. And I don't want to hear the excuse, well, he was just learning the offense. Come on, he, he, he knew the offense two weeks after he was here. So they never really got him involved. And I wasn't sure what they were going to do in terms of getting him involved this year. He's their main return guy. That's kind of the role I thought. That's why you signed Damian Harris. He's supposed to be the number two. So it's you know, it hurts to lose the guy. they got to replace him in the return game. But I, I'm not thinking that's going to be a crushing loss for
0: the Bills. Sal Marana, Democrat and Chronicle. Sal, this time last year, the Bills were the Super Bowl favorite. They go 13-3, and three, and it's not like there's been this drastic drop-off in the roster. Now a lot of people not even picking them to win the division here. So how is the team going to use it? Are they using it as a motivating factor? I haven't heard anything outwardly, but do you believe that that's going to be the case?
3: Yeah, I think they, they look at that. If they claim they don't pay attention, they do. <laughs> of course they do. So I think they're going to use that as some motivation that people think you know, maybe some are giving up on them. They think The Bengals have surpassed them. Obviously, the Chiefs, they've never surpassed the Chiefs. The Chargers with Herbert with his big deal now. The Ravens maybe with Lamar Jackson a full year. There's a, really lot, there's a lot of good teams in the AFC, and their road to the Super Bowl is going to be very difficult. Back in the Super Bowl days, guys, they the Bills just caught it at the right time. Yeah. The AFC stunk. There was rarely a challenge for the Bills. Now... They've got a humongous challenge to get, even in their own division. I've said it would not surprise me if they don't win the division. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Still might make the playoffs. I think they should make the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miami or the Jets wins it. Seriously. I mean, it sounds crazy.
1: Those teams made made a lot of improvements. Talk about that a little bit, because I I think of Miami's defense when you've got a a guy in there, uh, Fangio in there with that defense and with those weapons Now we heard about Jalen Ramsey today getting carted off the field with a knee injury. Uh, that might sting. Uh, but between that, between Rodgers, all the, the moves that have made, Dalvin Cook taking a visit today with the Jets. I mean, who knows what that team looks like uh, by the time the Bills play them week one. I mean, the rest of the division has, has, is starting to catch up here. Look,
3: the Patriots are considered the last place team. Yeah. Do you really want to play the Patriots every week? No, you don't. Yeah. That's, a, that's still going to be a tough team. Look at the five games the Bills played against the Jets and Dolphins. Every one of those was a life and death struggle. That was last year when the Bills were kind of flying high as the team and those two teams weren't nearly as good as they are now. So right there, you look at that and say, Wow, it's gonna be really difficult for the Bills. I mean people were saying they're gonna be thirteen and four. Really? Against that schedule they're gonna be thirteen and four? I, I
0: don't see it. But they will be in the postseason. They should and they should, right? And we've been talking about this. Is it is it a pass fail for the Buffalo Bills this year in terms of do you take a step forward meaning finally get to a Super Bowl? And I bring up the Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know if you're familiar with that or all. Milwaukee, the number one seed, and then they lose to an eight seed, and he's lecturing everyone how it's not a failure. It's all part of the problem. I'm like, no, that's a failure. You were one seed, you lose to an eight. So is it a pass or fail for the Buffalo Bills if they don't take that step forward this year? Sam?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it would be a fail because they've, they've been for three years now, they've been a legit Super Bowl contender. And they, their season has blown up three years in a row with just bad last-game performances. I mean, if you're going to win a Super Bowl, you can't be having games like – really, You can go back to the Houston game. It's really been four straight years where their defense collapsed at the end of games and bounced them out of the playoffs. So, yeah, they need to take the step. I mean, Josh Allen's in his – what is this, his Six sixth year? Six, now? yeah. Sixth year. Diggs is in his nine- – these, these guys are getting a little bit – you know, they're veterans. It, it, the window has to be now. So as much as it's going to be difficult and the, the competition's going to be maybe better than it's ever been – I mean, you, you can't give them a passing grade if they don't, you know, they've been going backwards for three years. AFC championship game, divisional game on the road, now divisional game at home. You're going the wrong way there. Yeah. That's totally the wrong way. So they've got to reverse it.
1: Sal, so tell us a little bit about your coverage at the DNC, what we can expect, what our audience can expect out of you here uh, over the course of camp.
3: Just, you know, daily stories like I have been doing for way too long. <laughs> going to start up the newsletter, I think, this week. So that's a subscriber thing. So if you subscribe to the paper, you get that as part of your subscription, and then I have my Yankees newsletter, my bread and butter, my passion. Yeah. Oh. I work more on that than I do my job, actually. <laughs> so you can subscribe to that. That's what I really want people to do is subscribe to that. I hope my bosses aren't listening. All right, I, all right, I'm going to give you a
0: positive take on your Yankees. This is going to pain me. but And I remember this from last year because you and I park our cars in the same garage. Like, I hate the expanded baseball playoff format. I even predicted, like, the Phillies are going to get to the World Series, and they did. The Yankees, what if they get in as the seventh, and you saw a, 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 the sixth seed, and you saw a little bit from Rodon, maybe they pick up another starter. Can this team figure it out just to get in? Because, Sal, I believe as long as you get in, you've got a shot.
3: Yeah, I mean, they could figure it out to get in. They're only two and a half games out of the last spot. So, yeah, they're getting Judge back. They should be getting Cortez back. Lawiz ago, you know, basically trade deadline acquisitions is what those guys end up being. But I still have no faith in this team. I mean, Judge is going to come back Friday. We think he can't bat for Stanton, for Lemayhu, for Rizzo. He only gets to bat once around the order. You know, he can't do four different guys' jobs. So their offense is so horrible. Yeah, he'll come back. He'll hit a bunch of home runs. And but what's everybody else going to do? You still, he can, one guy can't win it in baseball. The quarterback can win it, right? If you get your starting quarterback back from injury, that's an immediate, instant impact. It changes games. Aaron Judge can't do it by himself. He won't even be playing the outfield. He's going to be DH. so they're still going to have two stiffs out in the corners. You can't catch fly balls. So, I mean, I don't know what's changing here, Gene. I mean, if they get in, great, but I see them going.
1: And, no and Sal, do you buy into, and I hear this from Yankee fans all the time, that this team just isn't built they're not. to win in the postseason. They're built to hit the long ball yeah. they're, for that stadium for the fans, and, and that's really what it is. That, that if you get them in a situation where they have to. Where they have to hit, it's just not going to
3: happen. I mean, everybody hits home runs. Playoff teams, they hit a ton of home runs, too. Yeah. But they also manufacture runs. Yeah. And you're going to face you are going to face better pitching. You're not going to hit as many home runs. No matter what team you are, you're not going to be able to live off the home run in the playoffs. The Yankees are not going to be able to survive because they just don't do enough up and down the order. I just don't see it happening.
0: Sal Mayoran at Democrat and Chronicle. Appreciate it. We'll be checking your work out. Thanks, Sal. All right, guys.
1: Have a good day. The great Sal Mayorana joining us here in the sports bar. Live from St. John Fisher University. Great conversation earlier with Sal. Uh, Full recap of day two of Buffalo Bills training camp as we continue live here from St. John Fisher. Gino. It has the sun finally starting to come out today. It was a little unusual having the rain this morning. Weird, right? Good, though.
0: You know, you should, like you're playing in Western New York, you should get a day like
1: this where, all right, the ball's going to be wet, let's practice what it's like to play in these conditions. We uh, have a little bit of news here from the Buffalo Bills as uh, free agent wide receiver Andy Isabella is scheduled to work out for the Buffalo Bills tomorrow. So I would look at the back half of the Buffalo Bills wide receiver depth chart to see who Isabella could be coming in here to replace if he indeed impresses with that workout. To my knowledge, the bills are healthy right now. Haven't heard like, of any injuries, have,
0: no. right? Yeah, exactly. Like it was a it was a towel last weekend. Like, hey, why are they bringing these running backs on the uh, eve of training camp? Oh, we didn't know about Naeem
1: Hines that was going right. beyond the scene. So, uh, so if there is an injury, we'll be uh, monitoring that and listening along and, and looking for reports on on whether or not there was a, any sort of injury to the Bills' wide receiver uh, depth chart. But uh, Andy Isabella coming in for a workout uh, nonetheless with the Buffalo
2: Bills tomorrow.